family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Well, welcome again, everybody. Hello, Gwinnett County. This is Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And I'm your host, Rick Strong the president of Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you again today on Business Radio X, and we're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. In addition to Paradigm Security, this show is also brought to you by Sosby's Garage. If you have any problems with your car, go to Sosby's. He's in Loganville. You cannot ask for a more honest person and uh, a, a better shop. So look him up. That's Sosby's, S-O-E-S-B-E-S, Garage. Every show, we feature businesses and organizations in the Atlanta area and people in the Atlanta area, that's especially those that live and are work and affect and serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, so we will touch on that and other related aspects of security in some way as we go through the course of our shows. Our guest today, I decided to take a little different tack from politicians and all that that we've been doing for so long. Last time we had uh, J.L. Robb, who was an author, and had a real interesting conversation with the end of the book. And thought we'd just go ahead and have someone else that has a totally different direction on books. These are more for the kids and parents and grandparents that are looking for something that they can read to them that is not all the woke stuff and just something that is good reading for kids and they like to take them to Barrett Time Stories. And I've noticed that in talking with the author that some of the schools are actually having them come in and read, which is awesome. So I would like to welcome Gary Antilli and Leanne Torino and their company is Brightly Pond Publications. Let me ask first to start off with, who are Gary and Leanne? Well, thank you for having us, Rick. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Um, who we are? Well, we're a father and daughter team of uh, authors, and I'm originally from Long Island, born and raised in Long Island. You can tell by that Southern yeah, Georgia accent. I have accent. a very deep Southern accent, and came down here back in December of 99 with my wife and my two children, Leanne and her younger brother, Matthew came down into heaven yeah yeah well uh mike uh he was down here i had a little bit of family with mike and his family and some other cousins and we had been vacationing down here on, on a couple occasions and we just thought it'd be a nice place to go and raise a family get away from the high cost of living up on long island as much as we hated leaving all our family up there we thought this would be best for us so we came down and uh been down here ever since and it it's been working out pretty well for us. You mean you're not wanting to go back and live in that cold place? There are times when, yeah, I feel I could pack up tonight and leave and go back. And there are other times when I, 
think about it, like, no, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> yeah, why did uh, I think that? <laughs> exactly. How about exactly. you, Leanne? Hey, thank you for having us. I really appreciate oh, being you're welcome. here. Thanks for coming. As my dad said, I am Leanne. Um, we are co-authors together on this really awesome book. I was also born on Long Island, but I've been here since I was six, so I have a little bit more of a southern drawl than he does. Um, I am married, and I have an almost two-year-old. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the book. And the book is Brightly Pond, The Adventures of Fribbit the Frog. And this is Fribbit's first adventure. I guess the first curious question, what was the inspiration for this book? And where did you get these characters <laughs> and the name and really the characters themselves are yeah. kind of, they're you different. They are. The, the inspiration came a few years back uh, when Leanne and her husband Anthony announced that they were going to have a baby. It was exciting. as their first child. It'll be our first grandchild. So like a lot of people, I have little characters out in the garden, out in the yard, and I have a pond in the yard. So I have these some characters just kind of sitting around the pond and throughout the yard and I was sitting on my deck one day in my hammock and I started naming the characters around the yard and by the pond and uh, there's a little frog sitting on top of his mother in by the pond and I just decided fribbit for the little guy and ribbit for his mother awesome. and I had a little tin dragonfly out there so I was like what's a good name for a dragonfly well, Darby sounds like a good name so Darby dragonfly and we had this little green frog who was pulling a shell and we thought that's where Mr. Rospo came from. So we named him Rospo. And then I had a bull and a pig over by the deck and then just Billy Bull and Polly Pig, you know, with the alliteration. And we had a couple other things, characters down the road we'll introduce that we, I named as well and just kind of started coming up with little stories to tell uh, my grandchild when she was born and thought I had something pretty good. I wanted a story. So I approached Leanne with it because she was a teacher at the time. And I wanted to get her information and input on it and see what she thought about it. How about you? What did you think of all this stuff he was coming up with? The first time he approached me about the book, I was like, okay, let me read this. Let me check this out and see how it is. And, you know, the more I read it, the more he really had something. And it was really easy to read and it was comfortable and fun. And like he said, I was a teacher at the time for kind of the age group that we were thinking of introducing this book to and I could picture my students reading the book and enjoying the story and really engulfing into you know Fribbit's world. Well the age group there's something about like Mike Salmon's age. Is yeah I think that would be a perfect <laughs> age that's a good no um, for real. Actually Tracy says she does read the book to him at night. To oh help good. Him go to sleep. Yeah. That's really sweet and special. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, but for real the age group that we're kind of going for and our target is that elementary age group you know even your youngest my daughter is almost two we read it to her and she enjoys it that realistically like that kindergarten to fifth grade those fifth graders can read to their younger siblings you know we want the buyers to be their parents their grandparents and even the teachers as you alluded to earlier that were having readings um, we've had a lot of teachers buy the book to read to their kids and it's been really great well once the teachers buy it do they kind of you know, do they get back in touch with you and get you to come in to read in the schools, or how does that work? Yes, yeah, so we've had uh, they've contacted us after they purchased the book and having a conversation. They've purchased the book at some of the fairs that we've done, uh -huh. and they've contacted us and say, "Yeah, we like the book. We like the story. We introduce it to the kids. We'd love to have you come in and do a reading and do a question and answer session with the kids." So we've gone, we've been at um, Up and Coming and Johns Creek. 
working on one for Canton right now, a school in Canton. So they enjoyed the book, and they reached out to us and said, hey, we'd like you to come on in and, and read it. The kids really enjoyed it. So we go in, we read it, we bring a couple books that we sign and leave for the school so they have that in their library and they can pass it around to the different classes that they have. The kids seem to take to it a lot. The first one that we did, the kids had so many questions about where the characters came from. One of them even asked about, when's the movie coming out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, well, it's, uh, that's great to hear. It's a little early for that, but that'd be wonderful. Uh, another one, a little girl at the end of the session, she said, you've inspired me. I want to be a writer now. I want to be an author. I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible. This little kid, just because we're sitting here reading a book about a frog and his friends, it was really interesting. And one of the other places we read at was Kids Are Kids, and she reached out and contacted us, and Lee and I weren't sure exactly where she came across us so i figured when we go we'll ask her so we talked to the, the when we got there we had asked her and she says well you did a reading at the school and my son came home and he loved the book so i went online i bought the book i love it so i wanted you to come in to the kids our kids daycare and read it to these kids as well that's awesome so that was just like great the, the, the kids come home they like the book and then the parents go out and buy it and invite us to come and do some more readings and it was just like i never thought of this is incredible this really is fantastic it just keeps building on itself yeah yeah and ho hopefully it'll build even more we we have uh, other stories that we've written Leanne and i have come together and about four or five other stories for yep. this is his first adventure so we have more adventures to come and introducing more characters as well in those stories well, have you put those books into hardcover or publication yet? Not or yet. Still on in Not yet. It's still we we have them to a point where we're ready to submit them to our publisher. Yeah. But I think right now it's kind of early on. I think we kind of kind of want to see where this goes and yeah. how well this does. This is not an inexpensive process. Oh, not at all. So <laughs> we don't want to rush anything too much. You know, do it too quickly. Well, let me ask you something, Leanne. You, you said you had you were previously a teacher. Yes, correct. How long have you not been teaching? I left my teaching job over a year ago, so um, October of 21. Have you used some of your contacts uh, within that area in order to reach out to, to get some people interested in the book and, and all that? Yeah, my prior boss, she's amazing. Um, she bought the book immediately as soon as she saw that it was available, and they've been reading it to her kids. We have kindergarten at that school. I was uh, working at a special education school mm -hmm. known as the Hirsch Academy in Decatur. Mm -hmm. um, amazing school. Um, and they have grades from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, so they really, really like to read it to the kindergartners, and they really enjoy the book. I'll bet you that all kids like this stuff, but, you know, when you have people, their kids are, I've got a grandson that's autistic. I can see where he would really have gotten into visualizing mm -hmm. these animals and creatures and characters as they go through the books and the stories. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that. Um, the school I worked at, they're predominantly on the spectrum. Um, and that was something that we're, we're thinking about incorporating in future books is having a another character who has a difference and how just because someone has a difference doesn't mean that they're less than Absolutely. Um, and I mean I will 100% advocate for anyone who has a difference all day long um, I can go on that for hours <laughs> I'll bet yeah my grandson he definitely lets you know he's not less than no he's yeah. not he's no. right in the middle of everything exactly <laughs> he just has a different way of doing things and different way of viewing the world and that was kind of you know an inspiration for another character that we're going to introduce in another book he has a difference so how does he you know how does he go through his life how does he go through the world and people accepting him and meeting him where he is at 
It's interesting as they get into the teens, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, I it is. It. I love it. <laughs> They're the best. We talked a little bit about the primary age group. Are all the books dedicated or focused, targeted toward that age group, or does it expand a little or keep it right in there in the same general flow? I think we're feeling it to be around that same yeah. age group, keep it in that keep it right ballpark. There. Yeah. Even Can the other ones that we that aren't Fribbit related, they're in that same area. Well, tell us about Fribbit. He's just a young frog growing up, ready to go out on his own and experience life without his mother by his side all the time. And that's where this came into being, is that he went from the pond. Well, it's, it's set where they're on a big farm, and he lives in a pond with his family and friends on one end. And then he goes across to the other end to go visit his friends in the barn, Billy Bull and Polly Pig. So it's about him being able to go out on his own for the first time without his mother by his side, making sure he follows the rules that his mother set out for him to take that long trek, what he runs into along the way, his experiences, and just how he fares with going out there on his own and coming back and just how the experience was and did he do enough that his mother expected him to to allow him to go on future adventures without her by his side that's the key word i was just fixing to bring it's more of an adventure yeah exactly and as he goes through he relates to what do you say darcy a darby the dragonfly that's his best friend and um, a couple little different things he's a little nervous but darby is a she's not afraid of much and we wanted to kind of build a strong character strong female character because my wife and my daughter are just very strong women uh, incredible so we wanted to kind of put that aspect in the book with one of the characters and darby dragonfly is just this fearless little person bug um <laughs> they're best friends but they're so different but they're best friends she comes by his side and she is fearless and he's a little scared but she helps encourage him to continue along and go on the adventure we talked about earlier it, it's like getting the uh, polar opposites you know the frogs eat bugs exactly and but yet this bug becomes his best friend yeah. how does it feel to be a dragonfly <laughs> awesome <laughs> i'll spread my wings <laughs> <laughs> You'll she teach does him, teach him where to go yes she i does. will you have to watch that leg though spreading those wings on these oh. on these stairways and stuff are a oh, little man. bit difficult <laughs> you were not wrong she was in the house for what two weeks when you fell down the stairs and broke the leg unfortunately oh. only two weeks but i'm on the mend so yeah we're well, getting there you know, at least you're getting around yeah, yeah. As a father and daughter, you know, that's got to be an interesting dynamic to try to collaborate in the process. Tell me if I'm right or tell me if I'm wrong. But once you got through, you say you wrote the first one and then went to Leanne to kind of get confirmation and judgment of the book and all that. My guess is you're probably collaborating a lot more on the books that proceeded. Yes. Yes, yes. I, I had this idea and, and I went to her and just told her, look at it, make any changes that you feel necessary, whether it's character names, characters themselves, the actual adventure. So she went ahead and she just edited the story, changed some of the wording, changed some of the scenery and, and the actions. And we just got together and discussed it and decided what we liked better. Did we like it better the first way, this way, or maybe we'll do it a different way so give me your opinion this is what i think this is what i started with but let's go in a different direction if that's how you feel you want to go and we, what we should do so it was pretty free and easy between the two of us it, we weren't butting heads it was this is just kind of my idea what do you think you go and you take it you run with it and let's see what you come up with and 
if that's not quite where I wanted to go, well, we'll work on it together and get it in the direction that we both want it to go into. Well, I'm a grandfather and no longer have little kids. So let me see if I can get this right. You're the mom, and so you're busy. Yep. So you're grandpa. You're over here with not a lot to do. So <laughs> well, your, your mind is really working I, on these books. Well, they, I had a lot more time on my hand because, unfortunately, uh, with the whole COVID pandemic, I was affected by that with my uh, my job. So all of a sudden, I found myself with a lot of time on my hand. <laughs> so I was able to just sit out in my hammock and think about a lot of things and come up with some scenarios and some stories. And I just start them and just say, okay, Leanne, you run with it, see where you want to go with it, and then let's get together and figure out if that's the direction we want to go with the stories. And then you got on a roll. Yeah, I tell you, I got on a roll where I was. <laughs> and now it just like, bleh. Yeah. Snowballing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I did. I got on a roll quite a bit there mm -hmm. for a while, and we just go at it with the stories that we had. So we got about five stories of Fribbit, and then a couple other stories not related to Fribbit, some Christmas stories with some other characters. And we have uh, we had to sit down on one of them. It just outlined pretty much with kind of an idea as what we want to do. So we have to sit together and, and see what the story actually is going to be and where that's going to take us for that Christmas story. You develop the storyline for or the characters first, or the storyline first. Uh, I think it was really the characters that kind of came, and it's like, well, yeah. what can we do with these characters? That seems to be your writing process: <laughs> is coming up with the characters and then creating a story around, around your way. character. Yeah. And he does a really good job of that, and coming and up with fun names, something like he said earlier. And it's just a lot of it's inspiration for my daughter. So what would she like? Yeah, I think about well, her. Well, they don't call it Yankee ingenuity for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got all these thought processes and, that just kind of And I am very much a there. Yankee cuz I am a Yankee fan and Mike will tell you that much. Well, at least you didn't say you were a Mets fan. <laughs> no, no. Oh. No, not, so, not, not at all. But, you know, it's just it strikes me as so interesting and I'm looking at the uh, cover of your book and it's really kind and it's a uh, Really a neat little cover. It's got the little house that they live in. Reminds me of the Hobbit house. Yes. Uh, similar, yeah, yeah. Our illustrator, Alejandro Echefez, just did a fantastic job with the oh, illustrations yeah. in this book. Complete with mailbox and everything. And then you got the little fribbit there standing there looking at, you know, like happy as heck. Yeah. Where am I going to go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Leanne had a lot to do with... <laughs> okay. <laughs> she had a lot to do with the illustrations as far as what's in the illustrations, what's in the background. She talked to Alejandro about what she wanted to see in the scenes, uh, just the background stuff. It's just incredible the way that she worked with him to try to get him to bring to life what was mm -hmm. in her mind as to what the forest should look like, what the house should look like, and so on, and the colors. And it was just a terrific process, and we're very happy with, with the turnout. Well, I've got a great-grandchild now that would fall in that range, so I'll have to see about getting that book. Absolutely. And Absolutely. sending it to her, she's out in the Dallas, Texas area. So uh, that'll be awesome. Well, now she's moved to Mississippi. I take that back. They just they just moved over there. They can't tell us. They can't decide what they want. <laughs> but um, when you're going through the book, you go through, you have to not just write it and put it together. Then you start have, having to worry about finding somebody that will publish it. Yeah. Uh, then you have to worry about getting it out there and how to advertise it and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Tell us about that process with this book and how you how you did that right. just from Joe Blow sitting in a hammock. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a process, all right. Once Lee and I kind of edited the story and got it to a point where we felt we went as far as where we could go with it, and now mm -hmm. we need maybe a professional to really take a look at it, I started researching some, some publishers that dealt with children's books, 
contacted a few, um, and we got mascot books got back in touch with us, and they said that they were very interested and would like to go ahead and publish the book. So we talked with them, signed a contract with them, and then when that happened, they, we gave them a copy of the, uh, the file of the book, and they had their editors yep. go through it and come back with some suggestions as what they felt needed to be minor done. Minor changes and Some stuff. minor changes. Mostly grammar. grammar. I was going to say, yeah. the way it sounds. Yeah. yeah, the good thing about Mascot is that they give their authors liberty of how they want to write their story. So they don't come in and tell you to kind of shift things around too much. Mm-hmm. They more of just reword, you know, a couple of things here and there so and fix your grammar. The, so that when the person is reading it mm-hmm. or looking at it, you find yourself being there with the character. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I more authentic imagine. to what the author truly envisioned in the first place. And I know one of the, I, I'm not a writer by any means. So I know one of the things that they brought up was the past tense or when we were writing, it was a matter of. Sometimes I would change. I'd go from mm-hmm. present to past, and it didn't flow right. And, uh-huh. and I didn't realize as, as a not a being an author, oh, not that, being a writer, be you know. <laughs> so that was one of the things I pointed out yeah. was the fact that, hey, you know, you, you got to pick one or the other. We have to either say this in past tense or in present tense. And Leanne understood that a lot better than I did. So, so I, you, you, you figure <laughs> well, that yeah. out. You go ahead and do that. Well, that makes sense because you have to understand, is this what the character is thinking yeah. that he's exactly. headed toward or what he's thinking in the past or mm-hmm. and so that your flow is either always forward Correct. or and Correct. not bouncing around all exactly. over the place yeah that makes that makes a lot of yeah. sense and for those of you who are looking at writing books keep that in mind you know keep yeah. your tents yeah. to where that person is mm-hmm. knowing where the flow is there mm-hmm. and it's not you know bouncing around all over the place and they were great to work with they they were always in contact with us gave us suggestions always never pressured us to do anything that we didn't want to that we didn't want the book to do or to say they would give us suggestions and we say well we don't really want to go that way we want to no problem okay let's keep it the way you want to go let's yeah change it to go that way so there was no pressure whatsoever to change anything if we weren't comfortable with Mm -hmm. changing it that's really Uh, awesome but they did make sure that wherever we were going it was flowing properly and it was laid out correctly I tell you, you know, it amazes me. I, I've got, I come from a law enforcement background. I've had a lot of people say, when we get to telling stories, of, you need to write a book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't think so. <laughs> but that would be, it could be some interesting mm-hmm. stories. Uh, how long did all this process take? Let's say from the process of thinking about it and putting that first stuff down and then mm-hmm. actually writing the thing, coming up with the original draft. Then you got the publisher. Yeah. That that was the longest, obviously the longest process is working with them and trying yes. to make sure it was all right. No, you announced, when did you announce mm-hmm. that you were having a baby? I don't really recall. 2020, July 2020. Okay, so from there, and the book was officially published on October 4th of this past year of 22. 22. Mm-hmm. So from the time she told us that she was pregnant is when I kind of started thinking this, and then it was officially released just this past October. So it's a long process. took us about two years in total, but, you know, that also attributes to I was pregnant and then had a kid. So Mm -hmm. it took me a little bit longer on my end to help weigh in sometimes. Well, and that's pretty good, too, because you say your child is two years old now. Almost, yeah. What's her her name? Eliana. Eliana. So Eliana is two years old, so she's falling right into this book. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it would be something that she can grow up with. Are you doing it as a kind of a series on a lot of it or just separate books? Kind of. So the continued journey of exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
They're not yeah. going to necessarily tie into each other, uh-huh. but it'll be a continuation of Fribbit and his adventure with his friends. Awesome. Yeah. You mentioned something about there were some other things that you were headed down with some thought process as far as subjects. The one Leanne brought up with the uh, autistic, we, we do want to create a character, and that's pretty much going to be up to Leanne because she's experienced in that. I don't have any experience in that at all, but since she is, she'll develop a character that we could introduce and just teach how they are affected by the world, how they affect the world around them as well, and the relationships that will be created with that character. So that'll be something Leanne will go ahead and she'll create that character. Just more of wanting to create characters that people can relate to. We want people to be able to relate to them and, and not learn a lesson, but not push lessons. Just want to be a story. Not every story has to have a lesson, but we do want to have some underlying lessons in there about being brave, going out on your own, being a little different. Open to friendships. Yeah, just, just something fun for the kids and the parents to read, but nothing too... Something that they develop that the idea of the underlying message without thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, I yeah. can see that. That would be something that you would want to... You don't want to drum a lesson into them. No. But when they see that, they think, well, you know, that dragonfly is totally different than fribbit so it's okay to have friends that are totally different yeah and kids when during some of the events we've done kids have said well why is he a friend with a with a dragonfly or with a bug like why why not why why not well doesn't he eat bugs i said well not yeah (laughs) but not this one you know i said it just shows you that no matter how different you are you can be friends It it doesn't matter i didn't go into the stories i don't think we either went into the stories with trying to write a message i think that kind of develops as you're writing the book and you're writing the stories i think some of those things come out and yeah. you kind of go oh this is not a bad direction let's kind of probably as you create this a little bit you know yeah, yeah. pick I would the characters and say what would be the purpose of this character and it'd be to be friends with Fribbit. no i just wanted mm-hmm. to come up with a friend of fribbit and i picked a dragonfly and down the road it kind of comes in like well it's a dragonfly they're very different frogs eat bugs but yet not this bug and they're very different from each other but they're best friends and so it wasn't set out that way but, but the message kind of, kind of is way. kind of kind of evolved some yep. naturally kind of evolved yeah. yeah yeah and that's the way most friendships are is natural yeah. so yeah, that natural works yeah. and we, we do though we do have one christmas story that we're developing that's right now in the uh, early stages where really i did have a message when i thought about the characters uh, they're very very small compared to everybody else around them that is very big and it was more kind of could be more or less about doesn't matter how small you are you can still make big contributions to whatever's going around everybody it's, has a value exactly so that's kind of where that one is with yeah. with the christmas one mm-hmm. that we did it just came to me as like i saw these characters again this was just based on some christmas decorations i had in the house and i go hey leanne what about this and this and this? And we make a little story, and they're small and they're big, but they're the ones that kind of solve the issue, the little ones. I love the you way know? that you come up with characters. <laughs> it's just he looks at anything and yeah. just starts coming up with something. Yeah. Well, don't come to my house because <laughs> no telling what's going to end up as a character. You never know. I'd love to see your pond in about five years. <laughs> just be covered <laughs> with you, stuff. As you keep, as you keep adding, <laughs> as you keep adding to characters, you won't yeah. be able to see the pond. Well, one of the things, if you read the dedication to book, which is everybody got a kick out of this, for years I have been trying to get my wife to agree to let me to rip out the pond and build a pizza oven. 
Well, I thought it was build menagerie or no. something. I was like, <laughs> I want to rip out the pond and build a pizza oven. No, that sounds no, like, no, no, That no. sounds like a good idea. I know, me. doesn't it? Well, she never let me. But had she let me, this book probably wouldn't be here because there wouldn't have been a pond with all these characters around it to get my mind going and making stories had I gone ahead and pulled this pond out years ago and put a pizza oven. Well, trust so, me, she will never let you forget <laughs> that. <laughs> so, so dedication is like, you know, dedication is like the, to my wife for not allowing me to go ahead and pull out the pond, you know, and, and, and Did you really, is that really your? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's his that's dedication. That's in here. Truly. Let's see if I can find a dedication here. To my granddaughter, Eliana, thank you for coming into this world. And to my wife, Dawn, who refused to let me remove the pond and install a pizza oven in this place. <laughs> so <Perfect. laughs> I love it. Oh. So... Had she said, yeah, go ahead and pull out the pond, this would not exist the way it exists. It might have been something totally different, but we're very happy to looking at bricks. It might have just been about (laughs) Rospo cooking pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Back in Italy. (laughs) Well, you know, what message do you hope that the kids take from the story and the future stories that, and what does the future hold for Fribbit and his friends? We, We didn't really touch about where they were going. The message that I would hope for kids to kind of take away is there is no issue with being scared at times. You have to be scared to move forward, but you also want to be brave and you want to be bold as well. So find the things that make you feel comfortable and push forward, but also find the things that make you really uncomfortable and figure out and find your tribe, find your people around you that help push you forward. Like Fribbit was nervous and he had Darby right by his side and she was able to help push him forward. And so he was able to build that, that strength and he wasn't as scared in that moment. Awesome. How about you? Along the same lines, just want kids to learn that there are things out there. Don't be afraid of everything. You know, things are scary, but have the strength and have the support behind you to go ahead and have the strength in yourself to push forward and do something that you might be a little uncomfortable with and know that there is support behind you. There's people, there's family and their friends that are going to do everything they can to not let anything happen to you. Don't be afraid to take an adventure. Without failure, there's not success. Exactly. And it's for for all of us, you know. So we just hope that the kids enjoy the book. We're getting good feedback from the parents who do purchase the book. When we're doing the events, we start talking to them. And one of the big things we say is it's uh, written by a father and daughter team, and that kind of gets their attention. You know, when they might not be that interested, but all of a sudden when they hear a father and daughter together wrote it, they're that's like, oh, a, let, yeah. let me see what that's all about. And then they see the story and they realize there's this little frog who's going out on his own and he's being brave and he's doing an adventure. And like, oh, I think we can relate to that. And I think they like the fact that it's a father-daughter team, not just somebody on their own, but Not just a guy family. writing a story. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Collaborating with each other to come up with these terrific characters in this wonderful story. I think it's absolutely awesome. If somebody would like to get in touch with you, to either buy a book or where would they buy a book or if they would like to maybe help you with some support as far as giving you a location to come to or promote it where would they go and how would they do that um you can reach us on instagram at brightly pond you can just message us and we'll be able to direct you from there and um, we also have an email address brightlypond at gmail.com correct yeah for purchase we have it available on amazon and Barnes and Noble and Walmart as well. Target.com. Oh, and Target, uh, yes. Booksandmillion.com. So it's available online. Just Google it and it'll tell you where to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if anyone is interested in actually 
purchasing one that is a personal message to a child and autographed by us, they can contact us directly either by the Instagram or the email, proudlypond at gmail.com, and we'll work it out with them there that they could actually get one that is signed by us. Sounds absolutely yeah. terrific. Well, Gary and Tilly. Yes. <laughs> almost Tough Italian name. Gary and Tilly <laughs> and Leanne Troino. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds Italian, too. It yeah. sure is. is. Yeah. <laughs> when did the pizza come out, by the way? You My know. brother-in-law makes a mean pizza. He does. He does. Uh-huh. Nick does a good Ooh. job. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, thank both of y'all for coming on and talking about Ribbit and his first adventure. And here comes Mikey. And we really appreciate it. It was... It's really interesting to hear people that are just common people, just, just like you and me, and, and go out there and do something like this and actually make a success out of it for kids and dealing with the kids and give this kids something to look forward to. It, it's been a fun process. I've enjoyed very much uh, working with my daughter and, and coming up with these. It's been terrific. I hope we see a lot more of them come out, and I'm sure Mike will have you back and get you associated we'll all get you back in here and <laughs> we'll have a discussion Great. as you move forward with another adventure well thank you for joining us on case in point presented by paradigm security services and in part by Sosby's garage be sure to join us for the live broadcast every other wednesday at 11:30 a.m here on business radio x and if you miss the live broadcast no worries you can enjoy the show anytime by visiting businessradiox.com Selecting the Gwinnett Studio and clicking Case in Point. This program is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you find your enjoyment of your favorite podcasts, you can go there. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our future or past episodes. For my guests, Gary and Leanne, and the producer, Mike, I thank you, and I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, We'd really do cover more than just your assets. 